Hey gang, Patrick here. Just wanted to break in and say that, hey, the last couple of episodes and the one you're about to listen to, we've had a little bit of technical trouble. Some of our microphones are new and we are still working out some of the kinks. So hopefully it hasn't been too distracting. We're getting it worked out. In the meantime, on with the show. From The Case of the Runaway Orangutan by Oliver Dean Spencer He fell down hard, stone-cold dead, next to my feet. It didn't take much, just a pull of the trigger. The way I figured, a bullet always had its way of settling things. It asked no questions, just did what it was told. And I hadn't planned on resolving my disagreement with the thin man that way, but he left me no choice. He pulled his Luger, deciding that one of his 28s was the only way to resolve the issue. Trouble was, he missed. But a 22 from my Colt didn't. This is Gothic. Season 4 of the Gothic Podcast may contain sensitive material not suitable for all listeners. Listener discretion is advised. The light strobing from the police cars in front of the metal shop lit the night, diffused by the rain falling through the air, the mist hanging in it, flickered in the glass panes of the street lamps beside us. As we paused to take in the scene, the flicker took me back to another night. The air choked this time, not with mist, but with smoke. Then, as now, I stood transfixed, knowing I should run, but unable to move. As my body stood still, my mind moved back, past the smoke and flame to earlier that same night. My hands trembled, one on the knob of Hensley's study, the other holding a candle, and I took a deep breath. I turned the knob and slipped into the room, closing the door behind me. I glanced around at the walls while I shuffled to the desk, taking in the carved statuette on a cross. The blood at the wrists and ankles seemed to almost flow in the candlelight, and the painting of Jesus emerging from his tomb. Behind the desk, I opened drawer after drawer, looking for the small leather-bound book I knew had to be there. I'd seen Hensley with it. Seen him put it in this desk after meeting with the hooded figures that only came out late at night in shrouded wagons. But it wasn't there. Frantically, I rifled through papers, lifted out books, and set them aside. Nothing. Frantic now, I looked around the room again, finding the portrait. It was the only thing big enough to hide anything. I pushed it aside. There was a cubbyhole behind. Sure enough, the little book was there, a set of balance scales embossed on the cover. I took it, replaced the painting, and recovered my candle from the desk. I loped toward the back door, eager to be free of this place. Surely this book held the secrets of whoever was controlling Hensley. I could use it to bring him down, and maybe the dark figures too. 
Almost free, I stopped short outside a door. Not the door to the outside, to freedom. One I had not been through in years, since the snake bit me and took away my hearing and half my sight. In memory, I shivered to remember the dry whispering on my skin, the snake placed there by Hensley during one of his ceremonies. It crept over my hand and up my arm. I flinched and whimpered as it reached my shoulder, and then... Agony! A white-hot pain in my cheek, right under my left ear, seared into my brain, and I ripped the serpent from my face, throwing it away. In a reality I couldn't escape, I stepped to the door, almost like someone else directed my feet. My hand floated to the latch, and I opened it with a whisper. It was dark inside, so I slipped back the glass mantle of the oil lamp on the wall and lit it with my candle, looking at the snakes and their wire cages one last time. When the wick caught, a dozen rattles broke out from the patterned rattlesnakes coiling in alarm. It felt like someone else's hand resting on the lamp's mantle until it grew unbearably hot, then ripping the whole sconce from the wall. Some other intention drew back my arm and hurled the oil lamp over one of the cages. It shattered and flame-coated the side of the room with light. The bloom of heat drove me back, breaking my reverie and sending me stumbling from the room. I seemed to race the flames for the back door as they lanced out from the snake room, consuming the old dry boards of the church. I didn't stop until I was in the street, transfixed by the billows of smoke and tongues of flame. The lights shifted again, from the flames in the past to the strobing blue and red and white in the present. Now, as then, I shook myself and exhaled, moving forward to confront a new mystery. Hey there, Sojourners, and welcome back to the Gothic Podcast. Hey, how's everybody doing tonight? Hey, 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 hey. hey We're fine. <laughs> hey, 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 I love that. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you can always assume that's how I'm doing. Yeah. I am drugged up and ready to go, man. Glass of wine number three. Wrong character oh, no. there, Jesse. Or is it? Or it's all about it? the tea at this point. What? We got a cinnamon it's tea with a little bit of triple sec. Oh, I, oh, I thought you meant there like tetrahydrocannabinol or something. <laughs> I no. thought you meant testosterone. <laughs> oh, yeah. I am no. out, <laughs> I'm out of soda, so I'm on a beer Are you out of instead of my usual um, whiskey and Coke. So I'm, I'm having... The Otis Oatmeal Stout. I love. That's the first beer I ever liked. Did you know that? I, that's I, the first I did beer. not. <laughs> <laughs> that's the first beer I ever liked. But now it's on air, so everybody knows. Yay! Chocolate and roasty and rich. <laughs> it's so good. It's so good, you guys. This episode of the Gothic Podcast brought to you by Otis Oatmeal Nincasi. Stout. By Nunkasi. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Nunkasi, get on this. <laughs> you hear that, Nunkasi? <laughs> <laughs> If we can only get them to make a bad fish freaking bastard bad fish ale. Brook. Oh, that'd be awesome. <laughs> Dude, so Ninkasi the brewery is named after like a like a, a god of brewing from like, I don't know, Babylonian times or whatever. I should have been Ninkasi for this, <laughs> this season of <laughs> City of Mist. You know <laughs> who we might be able to talk into this? Uh, actually making a bad fish uh, beer here in Portland. Uh, TPK Brewing. Oh, yeah. Yes. Is uh, a Bruco here that hasn't quite opened up their physical location yet, 
but they're going uh, to be a brewery and a live gaming oh my um, god venue and so i humble i uh, actually have an application in to be a gm for uh, some of their games hell yeah so it's we not start inconceivable hey there tpk brewing um also if you'd <laughs> like to uh purchase any ad space on our we're three years in we've never had an advertisement <laughs> oh please make a bad fish bad fish uh uh what do you, what kind of beer do you think it would make for Badfish? For the oh, Bastard man. Ale? Uh, yeah, the the Bastard Ale. Oh yeah, maybe like um do you think it'd be like a um... It can only be served in Bastard Pints. Yeah, right. absolutely. Well, that's the point. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> a uh, uh like a brown, do you think? Oh, like definitely a brown, a brown ale. Yeah, yeah. Like a like a German brown, like a trout. Like, yeah, <laughs> like a trout. Oh, it could no. be a it could be an oyster stout. I don't it could be a trout it. stout. A trout stout. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> I want this to exist so bad, you guys. <laughs> All right, sojourners. When last we left our rifts in the city of mist. They had returned in the evening to the metal shop, their combination recording studio and vinyl store, and they found that there were police cars out front, and the place was swarming with cops. And so that's where we pick up now. Hey, gang. Echo, Cadence, and Baz, you are coming at the metal shop Baz and Cadence are on one side, and Echo is on the other. What do you do? There's cops everywhere. Um, do we it's, make it's... eyes with each other? <laughs> Googly eyes? That was a weird way oh. to say that. <laughs> <laughs> do our eyes meet? <laughs> yeah, okay, it's going to be one of those Across episodes. Across a crowded cop car. <laughs> you know, this is supposed to be noir. It's supposed to be dark and depressing. Uh, well, on that vein, then, uh, Baz will already have melted into the shadows because he wants to sneak into the record shop, the metal shop. Well, hold, hold up, Baz. It, okay, so it's pretty late at night. It's pretty late at night, right? Like, out of character. It's... We'd already closed the shop and then gone for coffee. Late evening, early night. Baz, it makes sense for you to turn up at the shop and ask what's going on. Like, that uh, wouldn't I am seem... the janitor. That, yeah, exactly. That wouldn't seem suspicious. Can I just go inside? I'll just sneak in. I can see what's going on in there. I I don't want to talk to any, any cops. I mean, if you if you think you can sneak in there without being noticed, I mean, I don't want you coming any any harm in there, and we can't uh, get in there and back you up or anything. I, I think I can get in. It's actually the street, well, the sidewalk in front of the metal shop's front door where the cops oh. seem to be focused rather than inside there's the night lights on inside and occasionally a cop will go to one of the big front windows and shine a light in and another one will check his watch i can just get inside and get up to the roof and and see what's going on i mean if you think so but just stay out of sight okay yeah i uh <clears throat> i'm good at that so as baz starts sneaking off preparing his sneak-around role that he'll be doing here in a moment after he determines what power tags he wants to use. 
Echo, you see, you see the boss, Cal Weathers, pull up in his Honda Civic, and he gets out. He's still wearing pajamas. His 1896 Honda Civic. His 1896 Honda Civic. And he's a big guy, Cal Weathers is, and he's a, a big, loud guy, but he's, he's wearing pajamas, and they have little hearts all over them. Cartoon boxers. <laughs> and and uh, he, he pulls up near the, you know, some of the police cars and he gets out and he's met by some cops. You can't hear the exchange, but his arms are waving around. And then does they. He have, does he have a nightcap? One of those long, like a wee willy winky nightcap. <laughs> <laughs> like a single candle. If you wish to burn one of your tags, he can. <laughs> it's like. Spending luck in Monster of the Week. I'll make you burn tags in order to uh, get some of the things. It, well, it's a change the game thing, actually, adding nightcap uh, to, the, to the scene. Oh, man. No, sorry. I'm good now. And so that's happening. And whether or not you are inclined to maybe go over and, you know, join him, I don't know. But while you're standing uh, there, Cadence. Yeah. A. A fellow comes up to you. He is jittery. Uh, he's he's looking around. He's looking down at the sidewalk half the time and up at you um, half the time. But he shuffles over to you, and I'm going to put up a picture of him. If you would be so kind as to, in your best noir voice, describe <clears throat> Andy Ayaz, because you know him. He shuffled up to me, not making eye contact more than two seconds at a time. Gray t-shirt hanging baggy on his body. His eyes were squinty, lines on his forehead from where his eyebrows were pulling together. His hair curled to the sides of his face, blending in with the rough beard that was half-grown on the bottom of his chin. <laughs> blending in with the beard that grew alongside the... <laughs> Sorry! Take four. <laughs> You're doing so well. You were nailing it. <laughs> <laughs> what did I say, Punisher? Um, his hair. Uh... <laughs> well, this episode will never get. <laughs> Look at a midnight, everybody. <laughs> oh my god, I'm so sorry. Oh, all right. We have like a okay. Drink water. His hair frizzed to the sides of his head, almost blending with the half-grown beard that clung to the shadow of his jaw. He held his hands up as if he wasn't quite sure what he was looking at, and his lower lip stuck out like he was chewing on something. This is Andy Ayaz. He is a mm, poet. That's a very generous job description for him. Uh, he has actually been in to the metal shop several times to record his spoken word poetry. He. He comes up to you, Cadence, and Echo, you, you see this. You see Andy. I mean, you recognize Andy even from a distance. Um, it's hard not to from the shuffle. Going up to uh, Cadence on the other side of the police barricade, you could try to make your way around to them if you wanted to, Echo, or do something else. I would like to get near to possibly here but also more interested in what the focus of the 
flashing lights is all about. But definitely trying to get nearer to Cadence um, to impart information on what has recently transpired. It doesn't take any serious effort to get around the police cordon and uh, get over to where Cadence and Andy are. And as you get there, Andy is saying to Cadence, uh, yeah, yeah, I, uh, I, came, I came by to, uh, um, I, it's, um, I think, um, yeah, I don't know, I shouldn't have, I don't think I should have come here now, I should have come earlier, I wish I'd come earlier. I should have come when it was open. I should have come the place. I should have come when the store was open, and then I could ask. And then, but I didn't. Yeah, yeah, Andy. You know, we talked about uh, open hours and how those work. Uh, yeah, I understand. I understand open hours. Uh, uh, yeah. Um. Mm, ooh. Uh. I think. Mm, did you ever get the feeling that you're being um followed? Yeah. Sometimes I do get that feeling. What's up? Do you got that feeling now? Yeah, no, it, it, well, yeah, I, I mean, uh, no, well, some, uh, right now, oh, I, should I tell you, should I not tell you? Should I, I tell well, you? you're talking to me if already, you might as well, uh, If I tell you, you know, now, get maybe off the chest? best would be to tell you in the morning. Maybe I should tell you during open hours. No, it's uh, okay, man, I'm here. Like, creepily sneaking up behind Andy, <laughs> Echo, Echo's like, why don't you just tell us now, Andy? Is that your voice? No. <laughs> <laughs> what of it, Patrick? <laughs> I wanted to talk. <laughs> hey, Andy, why don't you tell us what what you got going on now? Oh, oh, hey, 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 Echo. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, oh, um, man, I I was thinking that maybe I should have uh, uh on that last uh, uh track that we recorded that I should have uh not gone with. Um, the way things were as the poem. Maybe I should have ended with, like, uh, Phoenix. Yeah, what do you think? Um, I mean, maybe I should have done it that way. That sounds good. Phoenix is a great, uh... How long you been here, Andy? Echo and Cadence, you see something when you look at Andy that isn't just Andy. You're, you see something almost superimposed over him. You see... A forest, almost. And you see um, a path through the forest. It's hard to get a focus on because it's not there. It's not real. And both of you, neither one of you know that the other one is also seeing this. And so Andy answers. He goes, uh, um, well, I, I, I came because I, I thought maybe, um, yeah, uh, I don't know. I, you guys have always been real good to me. And I just, I don't have anybody else to go to. And I just, I think I'm being followed, and I don't know why. I just, I just, I don't know why. Yeah, man, it's not always a feeling that makes sense, you know? It's, sometimes it just comes out of nowhere, and, but it's, you know, it just doesn't make a lot of sense. No, it, it's these guys on motorcycles. He instantly has Cadence's undivided attention. <laughs> Red eyes oh, and yeah. all that. Yeah, Andy, what, what, uh... Yeah! And at that, we'll go over and find out how Baz did with his sneak around. Okay, so I think escape notice obviously applies. <clears throat> Sneaking should apply, probably. Uh, there in a flash, there being the roof, mm-hmm. uh, quickly so as to escape notice. You're not even, are you, are you even going to bother to go inside, or are you just going to go up the side of the building like a desecrated Up the side of the building. Something? No, just like fire escape, 
Parkour! Hand over hand on the rungs, not even bothering with the feet. <laughs> oh, nice. Uh, though I, f I think that with that approach, I would need to mark the weakness tag, not subtle. Mm. Mm-hmm. That definitely makes sense. So I'm rolling with a power of two for a sneak around. Oh, no! <laughs> that brought oh, me down dear. to a nine. <laughs> oh, no. Okay, well, a nine's not the worst. Yeah, but yeah. But still. Oh no, someone unimportant noticed you. <laughs> <laughs> so, halfway up the wall, climbing with only your hands and not halfway your feet, none of the cops see you, but you happen you glance down each way just to make sure there's no cops in the alley that you're in. And you see a figure wearing a, a raincoat. It's a very recognizable raincoat. You've seen it in the uh, front room of the uh, metal shop a lot. <laughs> oh no, I jinxed you. It's, it's, so Shirley. It's, a, it's, it's Shirley. It's a it's a translucent um, raincoat with a hood, but it's got umbrellas uh, painted on it in different colors, and that is quite certainly Shirley's raincoat. <laughs> Never was there a shadier Shirley. <laughs> well, I uh, guess we'll deal with that later. Uh, you've made it to the roof in pretty quick order, Baz. Um, you move across to the front of the building? Is that your plan? Right. I uh, want to see what's going on and figure out what the police activity is about. You edge up to the lip of the roof that overlooks the, the street in front of the metal shop. Go ahead and investigate a mystery. No. <laughs> <laughs> investigate. Just investigate. Just investigate. Listen, when you legitimately make us do that... <laughs> It's like not a joke anymore. I know. <laughs> the voice in your head insists that you you roll investigate a mystery and not Right. Um okay. Let's see here. What do I what do I got? Okay, so I'm acting solo, so I might argue for I can do it alone, uh, to apply here. The only other thing I've got might be uh research skills. Mm, nah. That really okay. worked at the library. I just don't, I don't think it'd work here. Yeah, it's, I mean, I'm not like pouring through books. <laughs> I'm just observing. Maybe yeah. since I'm going solo, just the, the one then? Sure. All right. Let's see. Pause it uh, to roll in case you You know, wanna... lip reading might not hurt you out any. Oh, okay. No, that's, uh, thank you. No, that, 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 that really helps. Okay. Good to roll, or uh, do you want to hit me with uh, a weakness? Oh, man, you could have used immense strength last time, too. That would have got you up to that 10. Yeah, I, well, I thought about it, but four just seems excessive. Yeah. <laughs> seems excessive until you get a nine. <laughs> yeah, thanks. Oh, what'd you get? Looks oh, <laughs> nice. I rolled an 11, and that's a 13. Okay. Hey, yeah. I know so, what's going on, baby. He got a power <laughs> of two there, so that means you get two clues. Okay, so are those two questions I need to ask, or do you just give me two clues? So, <clears throat> you spend your clues. One-to-one uh, -to, -one to ask me a question about the subject of your investigation. Okay. I must give you a straight answer or a solid lead. All right. Uh, so, I mean, since I don't know anything about this so far, except that there are police lights and a cordon, uh, and apparently our building is not actually being targeted beyond lights being flashed in the windows occasionally, what is the subject of the police presence? Your question and the results of your role determined whether there was an awning in the way or not. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you peer down over the top of the roof, and you see that you're able to see 
the sidewalk in front of the shop because the awning has been rolled back for the night. You did that before, you know, closing everything up. <laughs> I was going to say, Baz probably rolled it back. There are, well, forensic uh, cops marked such uh, on their uh, ja- the backs of their jackets. They are gathered around a body right in front of the door, sprawled out. It's already got chalk around it. Obviously dead. Appears okay. to be a man. So for question two, I'm torn between uh, who is that and uh, what have the police missed? Well, you, hopefully. <laughs> that would be the, the like, <laughs> gotcha type answer. Um, well, given that you use lip reading as one of your bonuses, as one of your tags, I would almost push you toward uh, who is it, because you could okay. get that information from, from reading their lips. No, that makes a lot of sense. That, that's a good one. Yeah, who, who is it? You don't recognize him, but one of the forensic officers uh, looks up at one of the police officers and goes, do, do we have ID on this Vic? And the police officer, he nods and he, he flips through his notebook and he says, uh, yeah, we found some ID on him. Uh, I know his lips don't have any accents, but <laughs> we found some ID on him. Uh, it's a, a guy named uh, O'Brien, Kelly O'Brien. Baz would just be up there on the roof repeating that Kelly O'Brien. What do you do? You also see that um, just outside the cordon of cops is a small cluster of your companions. There is Echo and Cadence and uh, a guy you've seen around the studio. You don't know his name. Baz would want to hold tight and continue to observe. I think that he feels like he's in an, an advantageous position and doesn't doesn't want to mess anything up. Back to the street, then. Cadence, Echo, Andy. Yeah, yeah, he says, oh, uh, and wow, this is, and then I got here, and uh, I mean, all these cops were here, and I just, I, man, I shouldn't have come. I should have stayed, I knew I should have stayed home. I knew it. I should have stayed home. I shouldn't have come here. It would have been a whole different night for me. I knew I should have stayed home today. Yeah, yeah, uh, Andy, do you, um, do you want to go find a coffee shop or someplace and uh, maybe uh, go inside somewhere and uh, feel not as exposed on the street? Uh, I, oh, wow, I could really use some coffee. Yeah. Uh, is Copper Pot Joe still open? Uh... <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Back to Copper Pot Joe's. Back to Copper Pot Joe's. <laughs> um, Where you did know, you come actually, from? Where did you go? Where did you come from, Copper Pot Joe? <laughs> Yeah, you missed that the last time. I think they're... <laughs> that was the extremely noir name I gave to my coffee shop that I invented. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Um, they're, um, they're actually closed early this evening. I look at Echo. Uh, there's another place we can go, though. Meaningfully <laughs> looking at Echo, right? Sojourners listening at home. Uh, Sharon is making all sorts of weird faces. <laughs> I listen. I don't I know what they mean. I'm pretty sure Echo doesn't faces. know what they mean either. <laughs> okay, Cadence is making weird faces at Echo. <laughs> you know, kind of going. There's definitely another place we can go, right, Echo? For sure. Um, if you want to take him, you know, back into the studio, I think I need to have a word with Cal really quick. 
also do does Echo clock Shirley? No, it, she would be in an alley around the way. Okay, that that's another thing because Echo saw Shirley earlier, and just if Echo did not clock Shirley, then um, also would get Cadence to move Andy along, and then would want to have a quick word with Cal in his PJs and everything. <laughs> Cal is now. Uh, he's given a statement, apparently. There's a cop or two nearby, but he, Cal himself, is uh, back at his car, leaning uh, against it. He's looking through his key ring. So, wait, Echo wants to go back to the, uh, into the metal shop? I don't think anybody knew where you were referring to. <laughs> uh, you know, I just wanted any other suggestion. Uh... <laughs> I mean... Echo insinuated that we've got coffee back in the studio. Yeah, we do have got coffee back in the studio, but the front door's blocked by a dead body. But there's a back way, and Cadence would know that. Yeah, no, let's, uh, of course let's go in the back way. I meant that all along, definitely. Like, like with that nod of the head, why don't you take him around back and get him a cup of coffee? I'll be yeah, there in a minute. Absolutely. I just gotta talk to Cal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, let's, uh... Let's go in the by way of the loading dock, Andy, and we'll uh, we'll get some coffee in in the uh, in the studio. You know, there's no one in there at this time, and it'll be nice and nice and quiet. Uh, yeah, well, yeah, okay, yeah, sure. Uh, wait, uh, hold on. You know, I, I if you if you if you take that route and uh, they catch you, they're gonna think that you're you're gonna be in prison because they're gonna think that you you might have had something to do with it. I mean, maybe, but I work here also. Yeah, yeah, but it's it's after hours. I'm just saying that it, that's what that's what will happen. It, uh, but uh, you know, I mean, if you want to go, that, it's fine by me. Uh, I mean, that's it's a music studio, Andy. We run all kinds of hours for the recordings. Just, I mean, if you've got something you think you can lay down, we can figure it out. Oh, okay, I'm one. You know, uh, one path to the future is the same as, 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 as another. Wait, what did you just say? What? Andy, what was that uh, that thing you just said about a, a path to the future? The same as another? Huh. Mental note. Well, I guess you're right, man. Well, if it's, uh, you know, just be in in the back in the recording part. Yeah, I just say it. It's, it's uh, yeah, okay. All right. Uh, I guess <laughs> I guess I start moving Andy towards the back entrance. The insinuation was trying to say as circuitous of route as you could figure out. Yeah, I'm assuming this is the kind of building where it's, like, connected on both sides to a row of other buildings. That's what I was picturing. So it's not like I'm walking up to the building and be like, oh, hey, cops, I'm just gonna go in the back entrance now. <laughs> yeah, so Baz had to go around the building and then up the fire escape back by the landing uh, dock, and that's where he saw Shirley. Oh, heck, so going around the back would put us in direct, uh... Um... You don't know that. <laughs> yeah, that's true, but I, but Sharon knows that, and she's anxious about it. <laughs> All right, well let's um let's go towards the back and and. Uh, Are you trying to be sneaky? I mean, I, I guess so. I'm not trying to like do big uh, cartoon tiptoeing or nothing, but yeah, I don't I don't know that you need to roll for this. Okay, you get around to the back, and Baz isn't there. Presumably, he's still up on the roof. You know how he likes roofs. Mm-hmm. How much how much time has elapsed? And are the police doing anything? Uh maybe 10 since you got up there. It's just a, bu- a lot of bustle and and the usual cop hubbub. Okay, so after around 5 minutes I think Baz would, would conclude that 
nothing nothing worth watching was continuing to happen so he would probably uh come back down the fire escape and uh and, and seek to get in the uh into the metal shop so that he could see if anything had been disturbed in conjunction with whatever happened to uh this Kelly O'Brien no surely but you do see <laughs> as you're getting to that side of the building you do see Cadence and the guy that you recognize but don't know the name of uh they are coming down the the back alley street the same same way that you would come when you came around this way so baz would like thump down the last bit to land right next to cadence and probably disregarding whatever the other guy is doing and and just blurt out uh the the cop said it was kelly o'brien oh would i know who that is patrick Oh well, since you're right here at the landing um landing bay for the uh shop, yes. You remember Kelly. It was just this morning that he delivered a bunch <gasps> of uh equipment to you. No. Oh, Baz, that's the guy who uh um you know how I said I ordered uh a bunch of stuff to be delivered to the uh, shop. Uh yeah, yeah, Cadence. Cadence, Cadence, maybe uh maybe we should talk about that later, I guess. Uh and he like kinda looks at this guy he doesn't know. No, nah, he's cool. Uh, uh, hey, hey, I'm. Uh, I I've seen you around. Uh, but I'm. Uh, I, I'm Andy. Hey, and he sticks oh, out his uh, hand. And and Baz kind of looks at the hand. Oh, hi, Andy. I'm Baz. And he shakes yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Um, um, oh, uh, yeah. You. Uh, mm, um, you should. Uh, uh, yeah, you should be real careful. Uh, when you. Uh, yeah, you don't want to. Um. You don't want to meet her there. That's a bad place to meet her. Meet meet who? Sorry. Uh, what? Where is a bla- a bad place to meet who? Who are we talking about? You just said it's a bad place to meet her. Yeah, well, probably. Oh, uh, are we going to go in or uh, what, do we, what do we... uh? You know, uh, actually, I'm kind of having second thoughts here, Andy. Let's. I think that our uh, coffee machine, now that I think about it, was, was broken yesterday. And... Uh, now, now that I think about it, we ought to head to. Um, there's this place, not Copper Pot Joe's. Copper Pot Joe's is it Copper Pot no, Joe's? No, uh, no, no, no. Yeah. They're they're closed early today. But um, there's actually a, a tea room. You ever been to one of those? You go down the stairs. It's in the basement. Uh, oh, bubble and, tea. Yeah, I like bubble tea. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's like tea. tapioca, right? And then you, um, but it's like the big. It's like the big um, bits of t- tapioca. Yeah, and they have like yeah, thirty yeah. flavors. It's great. Yeah, 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 anyway. yeah, yeah. Oh no, I know that place. I think I know that place. I uh, yeah, I write I write there. poems there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's the opposite direction of Copper Pot Joe's. Let's go that way. I mean, is it open? Is it? Uh, I mean, it's getting kind of late. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, we might as well we might as well stroll by there and just check it out, right? So as Baz and Cadence and Andy head off toward the tea place that will almost certainly have a name when we return back to them, we go back to the front of the metal shop and to Echo, who is approaching. Boss Cal. Hey, Mr. Weathers. I was just... Oh! Heading home, and what's going on? Hey there, Echo. What, uh, what are you doing here this late? Uh, it's actually on my way home from where I was coming from, so I would. I just wanted to find out what's going on. I saw the lights. Did somebody get hurt? Yeah, some... He whispers, but it's not very, because he's, ca- you know, he's Cal. Yeah, uh, some, uh... I don't know. Uh, just some rando. Some rando? Do you know who it is? 
No, I mean, they didn't, I mean, well, they told me his name, but I, I don't, I don't recognize it. It, uh, I, I don't know, it, it's the city, man. They, uh, somebody, you know, got in trouble with somebody, probably gambling, you know, or drinking. You need to stay away from the gambling and the drinking, um, there, um, you. And, uh, I don't know, maybe they just dumped the body here or something. I don't know. He's all, he's all slashed up. Like, like cut up or? Yeah, he's all cut up. I don't know, like cut up, you know, a side of beef. Is the shop okay? Was it just something out here on the street? I think they just dumped him out of a car or something. Yeah, I, I don't think we have nothing to do with this. You, you don't know nothing about this guy, right? I don't think so. I don't even know who it is. Hold uh, on. Uh, I, I assume I don't know who it is yet. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, you haven't heard and or seen anything. Um, okay. You wouldn't have been there uh, during the delivery. It was uh, before you came in this morning. So when he says the name Kelly O'Brien, when he finally thinks of it, you you don't recognize it. So Kelly O'Brien hasn't delivered to us before? Not that you've talked to him or anything. Okay, okay. But it doesn't sound familiar or anything? No. All right. Well, I mean, as as long as the shop's okay, uh, we still we still on for opening tomorrow morning? I mean, if they let us, I don't see why not. They should have all this cleaned up by then. I mean, I don't know about that chalk outline. That's going to be bad for business. I mean, as, as as long as they get the you know investigation done quick enough, um, I, I was I was gonna try and work on some tracks that that uh, Fender laid down the other day, and I was just hoping to do a little bit of late night work off the clock. Of course, it's it's, it's no big deal. It's just kind of my own personal thing. Hey, hey, look, I've I've told you this a hundred times. If you are not on the clock. You should be drinking beer. Well, you don't no drink. You should be drinking out of bubble tea, and you should be like relaxing. You know, don't in this world. There's gonna be employers out there. They're gonna try to work you to the bone and not pay you. You need to be on the clock. If you go back there and you start working on those tracks, you clock in. You're gonna get paid for those hours. Echo understood, Mister Weathers. I mean, I can go home if 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 that's what you prefer. Well, I, I don't. I mean, if you want to work on it, work on it. But you you clock the hours and don't go over your forty. For sure, for sure. Um, but uh, uh, are we cleared to go in the building? I, I maybe ought to clear it with these guys, though. I don't know if they want anybody in the building. Uh, let me go. Let me go talk to this guy over here. Hold on, give me a minute. And he heads off to go talk to a cop hanging kind of nearby to hopefully overhear anything. Uh, would they have to go in through the? Uh, front door? No, no, no. You got a back entrance. Uh, I guess that's fine. Um, uh, were they here? Uh, hold on a minute. Let me. Uh, I, I got a few questions to ask this person. Hold, hold on. Uh, where? Where's this? Uh, is this? Uh, what's his name? Uh, EC. Uh, you just call him Echo. Uh, call, call, call that. Uh, call, call them Echo. And uh, so a cop comes over. Echo. Hey. Uh, yeah, you're uh, Echo. Yeah, good evening, officer. Yeah, um, so, uh, uh, you work here, eh? Yes, sir. Alright, yeah, uh, when, when did you work today? Uh, I was here around ten this morning, and I left a little early, I, I left around, like, two in the afternoon. And what'd you leave early for? Uh, I, I, 
I was going to take an extended lunch, but uh, it turned out I got a little sidetracked talking to a couple of people down in the industrial district. Yeah, all right. Um, well, you know this, uh, this guy, and uh, he says, he looks in his notebook some more, and he goes, uh, named Kelly O'Brien. He's a delivery driver for uh, Ivy Corp. Uh, deliveries, I don't really deal with a whole lot. I'm mostly the uh, sound engineer. I work in the recording studio. Um, but, I mean, it's possible he looks kind of familiar. Um, but I can't tell with the way he looks right now. Well, come on over here. Okay. Because it's the city. And he just takes you over there. And he, like, pushes aside a couple of the forensic guys. And, uh, yeah, show this, uh, show this kid the uh, guy's face. Oh, God. He's on his stomach, and they turn Kelly's head kind of to the side, and you can uh, you can see him now, and, and you do recognize him as being um, a guy who has, has occasionally, uh, not every time, but, but some of the Ivy Corp deliveries to the back, he's been um, the delivery driver. Uh, you also um, see that his clothes are really cut up, and there's a fair bit of blood. Any more than that, you would need to roll investigate. Gotcha. I still kind of want to do that, but at the same time, feigning, I want to, like, fake, like, oh, dear God, and look away, kind of, but with that side eye still looking, like, <laughs> looking for any clues. Yeah, we get that a lot, kid. Don't worry about it. That fake, like, heave, like, oh, God. <laughs> Just don't throw up on the crime scene, kid. If you're going to throw up, throw over there on your boss's car. I mean, Got it. can't hurt it any. <laughs> You can cover it up now. Thank you. Oh, we're not going to cover it up. we got an investigation to do. He, he hits you in the shoulder with an elbow. Oh, okay. Um, do you have any leads on who could have done this? A little early in our investigation. I mean, if he has any suspicions or anything, then that would be a convince, but there's a good chance he doesn't. They've just been here for however long they've been here, but it can't have been that long. Did I notice anything? Did it look like, like, regular cuts, like he was just, like, stabbed or anything like that? Or did it look, like, more intense? Investigate. All right. While you are deciding what you wish to include for that and uh, working that up, we will cut over to... 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 The... The... Name. Name inserted here <laughs> of tea shop. <laughs> Okay, so Bubba's bubble. You know the you know the French word for party, fet, f e t e. Mm -hmm. It's called boba fet. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. This is a humor and horror podcast. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> That's so great. I mean, I I love the idea of boba tet. Also, like, as in head. Oh, that'd be cool. Bubble yeah, head. Boba Tet. <laughs> no. <laughs> no? <laughs> nope. Is the, Boba Fett. It is the Boba Fett, spelled <laughs> as, as the meeting place. F-E-T-E. Uh, it is the Boba Fett Tea Cantina. <laughs> <laughs> I had to cough. We have a laugh track now because of this yeah. episode. <laughs> this episode gives us a laugh track. I'll, just, I'll put it on the uh, I'll put it on the mixer and I'll just hit a button every time we need a laugh track. Okay, Sojourners, if you join our Patreon, I can afford to get a mixer. <laughs> it's okay. We can just sing da, 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 with our mouths. We're four years in. I could use a mixer. <laughs> oh my god! A whiskey mixer? Yes. <laughs> 
<laughs> that too. Baz, describe this tea shop from the perspective of someone who has never been here before. <laughs> to a tea shop <laughs> in their lives. <laughs> yeah, Baz is about out of social battery at this point, so he's real like, oh my god, don't make me go in here. Do you fight against it, or do you allow a little bit more crack on your... You know, I can't actually... You know, I, I can't make you make that choice, but... Uh, uh, no, well, you can you can make me make a hard choice. I, d I can't. MC. I can propose it. Okay, yeah. <laughs> possibility. Okay, no, understood. So that's that's what's going on. We've got a hard choice here. Because you're it right, is, you have drained your social energy for the day. <laughs> it is real hard. Uh, and, I mean, I guess, if so if he's going to go in there, he's going to need some help, some encouragement. And Cadence would absolutely oh, see yeah. him waffling, like, just shuffling his feet, looking at the the Boba Fett and, and going, I, I, I don't know. This isn't like the coffee shop. Cadence, that's a convince. Oh, okay. And it's one that mm. uh, that Baz can actually use harm points toward. We've totally harmed Baz for sure. Or even invoke your weaknesses if we think that there's any that would apply. So after last episode, if if last episode hadn't played out the way it had, Baz would definitely be adversarial to this. But at this point, he feels like he's built trust, and if this is a successful role, then he would he would be gravitated that direction. All right, I want to use uh, two tags: charming, which I think like I feel like is fairly self-explanatory, and I also want to use crowd pleaser um, because I conceived of that specifically being uh, about the ability to tell people what they need to hear at that moment. Right. You know, and so I'm like, listen, man, this is a quiet spot. It's nice and private. There's all these little nooks along the walls. We're not going to be the center of attention like we were in the coffee shop, I promise, okay? And I will roll a convince. Uh, it's a mild success at a seven. Um, so on that, Baz, you can give in a little, but you still want to protect your own agenda. Baz would shuffle his feet a little bit more and look down, look up at Cadence kind of under, you know, under his flat cap, <laughs> which is still pulled down, uh, and say, uh... Okay, Cadence, but uh, we can we sit in the corner? Yeah, it's all corners, man. Okay. It's the Boba Fett Tea Cantina. It's all corners. <laughs> it's all corners. <laughs> New t-shirt. <laughs> it's, it's all booths. <laughs> Baz shot first. Okay, yeah, so um, this late, uh, the, the Boba Fett uh, Tea Cantina is not just a normal tea shop. Absolutely, there is uh, there's business that happens here. Uh, it might be an opium den. <laughs> we we have it's a recessed kind of stairs down to the opening. So uh, you know we 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 descend the stairs in the mist in the fog in the night have, in the dark. We knock on the door and uh, a portal in the door opens and an eyeball looks out and it. A voice says, uh, what's the, what's the catchphrase, Hepcat? And Andy knows it. <laughs> Andy absolutely knows it. Andy absolutely knows this because this is a place that he comes. 
Yes. And uh, so he says, he says the secret password. You and me are best tease. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Uh, Andy leans. Andy leans forward and he says, "Yeah, it's um, um, yeah, um, it's a uh, um, <clears throat> all corners." <laughs> and the door opened. And inside, we're greeted by the smoke first, and after the smoke, we're greeted by the smell of black tea and desperation. <laughs> I'm picturing this accompanied by the but luckily, there's a corner booth open, and Andy's best girl is ready to give us some tea. <laughs> you settle into the corner there with Andy, and you order your tea, which is served uh, pretty soon by Janie, and here you are. What do you do? Um, <clears throat> so, uh, Andy, um, can I ask about uh, those 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 folks on motorcycles that you've been seeing around? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, it's uh, it's the same ones uh, that uh, you see with the um, uh, yeah, it's the um, uh, like the yeah, 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 like on motorcycles, right? No, no, the uh, the the whoosh and the and the uh, uh, oh man, he's a very bad poet. <laughs> The delivery company, uh, they, uh, yeah, the, 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 oh, the, the, the delivery company I, that has the, Ivy Corp. Yeah, 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 Ivy Corp. They, uh, uh, they sometimes see with those guys, uh, um, it's one of those. Yeah, yeah, those guys are crazy, aren't they? You know, if it was just the, uh, if it was just the, um, um, the, the motorcycle, I, I wouldn't be all freaked out. I, but, like, you know how they wear the outfit thing and I, yeah. uh, they're just always there watching me, and uh, I, uh, I, I, I started to get spooked, and I, I thought, I mean, you guys, you know, have been talking about, um, you know, the weird stuff, and I thought this is kind of weird, and I, but, and, and, you know, it was very, you know, you know I feel safe with you guys, and so, I, I don't know, I just, I, for once, I thought that, you know, maybe I could make uh, the right, you know, uh, decision, and, uh, you know, come to, come to you guys, and, uh, um, you know, and and maybe talk to you, but then I came and and then there were cops, and it was like you know there was a yeah. murder or something, and I I, I don't yeah I, yeah that kind of freaked us out too, you know. I mean, coming back to the studio and the metal shop, and there's cops outside, all kinds of freaky stuff going around. Have you seen these uh, motorcycle guys following you without a big truck there, or just just with the trucks? No, 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 no. There was never a truck. No. Oh, just following you by themselves, huh? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, crazy man! Yeah, they. So, uh, uh, Andy, uh, what did? Why do you think uh, they might be following? Andy, this is you? Baz. Remember, we met Baz earlier. Yeah, yeah, no, no, I just forgot he was there. Okay, was yeah, up. this is Baz. He's still here with us. Uh, I'm sorry that happens. Uh, well, what is it, Baz? Yeah, hey man. Why do you think they might be following you? Because I was, I was at a place, and I went to a different place, and they were still there. Like outside waiting when I came out, and then because but it was a different place, so it wasn't like the same place, and they were like watching me. Right, that that that's how you decided they were following you. But why do you think they might be doing it? Oh, oh, uh, 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 maybe they want a signed copy of my book. Ha 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 ha. Maybe. Do you think it was the same one, Andy, or was it different ones? 
Uh, investigate. You, you should probably <laughs> investigate. Uh, okay, I want to use charming again. While you're investigating, we're going to go back over to uh, to um, Echo and Echo's investigation as they surreptitiously try to spot clues. I don't really have anything to assist in the investigation. However, if there is a... Nope, I, I really don't have anything to assist in that. All of my other tags don't really help, so I'm just going to do a straight roll on uh, no, No, you're not. I am going to invoke your overconfident tag in that you oh. are... Oh, you no. are trying to you're you're trying to be you know surreptitious, but you think you're really cool about it. You think okay. you're doing a really good job. You're pretty overconfident about that. Okay, question: mm-hmm. uh, Am I still disturbed from the earlier vision of Christina? Yes, that's a negative two. Great. You can always burn a tag and get it. Oh no! Now that said, it's an investigate, so yeah, it it isn't quite as bad as if. You do badly in something else. You might you might just not find out any information. That's fine. Um. All right. I'll just I'll just go with a regular roll then. That's a miss. Total miss. Oh God. Snake eyes What'd you again. Get? What? Snake, Snake eyes. eyes with a negative two. It's what a plus one zero. minus two. <laughs> Laid a goose Wow. <laughs> I I don't see anything. It just looks like a bloody body. <laughs> I I heave a I heave a little again and have to turn away. Yes, that, but also no, not that, because at about the same time that you are surreptitiously looking over there, or think you're surreptitiously looking over there, the cop that's been talking to you notices that and goes, "Are you looking? Uh, I and that? Uh, uh, you, you remembering something?" But at the same time, you see. Kelly O'Brien's eyes glaze over, and maybe it's just a trick of the light. Maybe it's the street lamps or a car passing down the street. But for a moment, they go red. Back in the Boba Fett Tea Cantina. Uh, okay, so I was going to uh, roll for investigate. And um, I want to use uh, 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 Charming on account of I'm investigating by way of having a conversation. And Baz, having kind of contributed to that conversation a bit, would uh, want to chip in a help point. Give me a help. Cool. Sounds good. And maybe go ahead and uh, mark the crew tag. Do the crew tag. Tight like that. I'm going to mark that crew tag off real quick. Yeah. Echo, you get to use the crew tag, too, if you ever hung out with the crew. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> uh, okay, so that is a power of plus three. The power of friendship. The power of friendship compels you. <laughs> I rolled a nine. <laughs> By our powers combined. <laughs> We're very serious this episode. Uh, okay, so I rolled a nine. I get clues plus power, and then the MC has some stuff that you can yeah, choose so from. You, wow, you had um, three power, power three on that. So you get you're going to get a fair um, bit of information out of Andy here. It sounds like. Yeah. Okay. Let me think of my questions here real quick. Well, the first one I was asking was, did he see the same biker following him, or does he think there were multiple bikers following him? I, I've just seen, uh, yeah, just seen uh, one. I, I don't know if it's like uh, different ones uh, or, or not. I, I um, well, well, oh wait, no, no, no. I remember there was like a, uh, 
a pin had a pin on his oh, uh, yeah? jacket. It was um uh what it looked like, it was, man. Is uh I want to say it's a happy face, but I don't think it was. Oh um was it round like a happy face? It was round. I think it was a moon. I think there was a moon. Like a moon, huh? Like a full moon? Um I uh, maybe um oh, no 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 no. It it did. It kind of looked like a moon from the distance, but it it was like a a quarter moon and a a, a star like right there in the between the horns of the moon. A quarter moon with a star. That's really crazy. Uh, but yeah, so it was the same one. It was the same one. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. It's the same one. Um, uh, can I get, ask a question directly to you, Patrick, for this, yeah. or is it just me? For well, you uh, can you can Andy do either one that makes sense to you, uh, and we can say that you, over the course of you know several minutes, elicit yeah. the information from it. Right? D- have I seen this moon pin anywhere else on any of the any of the writers that we have seen? Because we've seen a few. Yes. It would have been on one of the four that were at the in the warehouse district. One of the four, but not all of them. No, not all of them. Okay. It's not like it's a. It doesn't seem like it might be a secret symbol or anything. It might just be what one of them's wearing. Right. They got fashion choices. Um. What did What did that guy look like? Well, I was thinking about. Um, he said so as not to occupy a clue, but maybe suggest. <laughs> I was thinking about how long. What do you think about that? Like, how long has that been going on? A- Andy, how, how, what was the first time you noticed one of these guys fall on you? Um, let's see, but it was, uh, oh, yeah, 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 uh, uh, when was that airplane accident? Oh, that was just a, that was a tragedy, wasn't it? That was just a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, so, okay, if that was a couple of weeks ago, then, um, would have been the next week. Oh, it was a Tuesday. It was a Tuesday. Oh. Oh yeah, Tuesday, huh? Um, the spookiest day. Hold on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh wait, I gotta write that down. He pulls out his poem notebook and he writes down Tuesday is the spookiest day. <laughs> he says, "Yeah, I remember because it was like the uh, day after I talked to um uh oh, it was like a great conversation and and so I remember it. But uh, yeah, it's like uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Wait, who did you talk to? The day after you talked to who? Uh, uh, uh it was um down off of uh. Oh man, um, it was up toward uh, uh, you know what they call a tourist trap. Yeah, yeah, we all know about the tourist tourist trap. Yeah, yeah, I was up on I was I was up on the boardwalk. I was uh I was uh trying to uh, read some poetry. I was trying to do some you know get a, a couple of bucks here and there. And um um um, I was talking to that that uh, uh you know the the end is nigh guy. Oh, that guy. Yeah, 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 that guy. But it was really good. I got a lot of good stuff from him. I think I got it like four or five, maybe six poems. Uh, how's this? How's this one sound? I got it. Uh, end of Nye guy. He's no Bill Nye. It's the right sky for end of all is Nye guy. That's good, uh, man. End end is Nye guy. It was he. Uh, do you, did you catch his name? Uh, I, it's that guy he, who stands on the soapbox up by the boardwalk and uh, yeah, shouts, yeah, yeah. About, she, uh, yeah, she, shouts about doomsday. You know that yeah, she, uh, she knows. Yeah, yeah. I don't yeah, go to guy. the tourist trap. Uh, oh was yeah. It? So it was a that was a Monday, and then there was the Tuesday. Yeah, so it was definitely two. I think it was definitely Tuesday. Like a week so it'd be ago, the huh? week after the the uh, airplane accident. And then, oh, I wrote a poem about that, too. You want to hear that? Yeah, I do, actually. I've been writing some lyrics myself. I want to hear what you got. Just make sure we're not stepping on each other's toes, you know? And his voice, uh, he starts to read it, you know, in a jittery, 
indecisive voice. But at that moment, your sight that you have, you see that path in those woods twist and wind around itself hmm. almost through him. It's almost so that you, you're almost too distracted by that to actually hear what he's saying. But he says, And the mist fogged across the city, and the bodies rained from the sky, and those who knew what there was to know, they would not stand by, for they would seize the power here that had come to them this day, and all the world would quake with fear upon this, this coming judgment day. Yeah, yeah. And so, anyway, I was thinking of uh, ending it with a rhyme that was like with uh, toast, but uh, I, I didn't want to be like rude um, or irrespective. Irrespective? Not respectful? Not respectful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, not respectful. Yeah. Well, that's messed yeah. up, man. <laughs> and at that moment, there is here in the Boba Fett tea cantina a stage. During the day and early evening, it is a stage for poets, for musicians, you know, not, not a big band or anything, but like a, you know, single guitar or something, acoustic stuff. But at night, of course, when the cantina becomes a place where, as Baz put it, business is done. Well, in addition to not all the tea being tea anymore, the entertainment becomes a little bit more shall we say, risque. And as you are contemplating Andy Ayaz's poem in Andy Ayaz, and as a few blocks away, Echo is seeing something that they really wish they hadn't seen, the MC for the tea house comes out and says, I know you've all been waiting for this time of the evening, and it is that time, and now we welcome to the stage... Raffle. Raffle? Raffle. Raffle. And a woman comes out onto the stage, and she is dressed scantily, and she begins to dance, but that's not what draws your focus. What draws your focus is the fact that it's Shirley. And we'll continue with <laughs> finding out more about the secrets of the city Aww. on the next Gothic podcast. The Plumes. Revealed what, more than what, they what, hid. what, what, what? What is happening? Shirley is everywhere. What Shirley the hell? Is everywhere. <laughs> is Shirley cloned? Oh my god. <laughs> Shirley's. The Gothic Podcast is a horror and humor actual play audio drama produced by C. Patrick Nagel and Goblin Brook Manor LLC. Starring C. Patrick Nagel, Sharon Gallery Lafournaise, Jesse Baldwin, Eric Halbert, and me, Kirsten Valerie. Our logo was designed by Jared George Art, and our theme music is by Zoe Hovland. We stay afloat thanks to you, so if you can, please support us on Patreon and follow, like, and review us on iTunes and all our social media platforms. Thanks for joining us in the dark, Sojourners.
this guy shuffled up. Sorry. Up <laughs> <laughs> comes this guy, right? So this guy walked into a bar. <laughs> they use oh, guys. fine. Describe him however you want. 